Oh, it works. It does work. Let's see if I can hear you. Hold on. My sound's not very good, though. Oh, let's get my headphones on. Let me put my headphones on. How's it going, boss? Yeah, surviving you. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> hop in and out. I went to um, Confed this morning, so it was good. Oh, nice to track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to go now. Like, I've been going a lot. Um, I even do, like, some one-on-ones out there. Oh, but cool. I try to do... Like, not counting the one-on-ones, I try to be out there, like, for, for three, four times a week. Nice. It's so nice, because you can see the mountains. I forgot. Yeah, it's a good view. Yeah, how you been? Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, doing what we can. Yeah, so yeah. What, are you do, what are you doing as a Cairo now that you can't really do much? Um, well, for my clinic, our NDs are still doing telemedicine. So I'm yeah, yeah. Clinic, clinic daily and shop, basically doing all the supplement ship outs and, like, curbside oh, pickups. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just kind of seeing some acute, urgent cases. So basically everyone with a thrown out back or neck. Definitely. So I'm, yeah, I'm seeing yeah. one, two, maybe three people at most a day. Yeah. What are you doing yeah. with your free time? Like, are you going crazy or what? Um, well, I haven't set an alarm in a month, so that's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually like 8 a.m., 8.39, we'll work out, work out. It's so hour. nice to have your body just wake up naturally, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, and you're kind of like, hours hmm. plus of sleep every night. Right? The old, like, hmm, what time is it? Like, you don't even know because the alarm's yeah. not going off. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, that's so the way I wanted to start, I wanted uh, to give you just five minutes just to spit, just Who's Amber? If literally I never knew who Amber was, didn't know your profession, nothing about CrossFit, nothing about your travel. Like, who's Amber? Go. Okay. Go. Go. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. I'm uh, Dr. Amber Eckel. I'm a chiropractor here in Burnaby. I co-own Aurora Integrative Medical with my business partner, Dr. Courtney Campbell. Um, I live locally. I live uh, seven minutes from my clinic. I uh, crossfit primarily across the 604, but right now, out of my uh, condo, <laughs> <laughs> living room and patio, so exactly. uh, I'm trying to acquire the equipment we can get. Um, yeah, keep busy with fitness, exercise, helping people. Um, that's that's the gist. I love traveling. Um, typically, in a perfect world, I basically work six days a week to travel every four to six weeks. So when I go on my calendar for the year, I block off you know, a week to 10 days, maybe even up to two weeks, every six weeks. So um, love traveling, love seeing the world. I try and, you know, maybe hit about 10 countries a year, um, go on trips with my boyfriend, go on trips with my girlfriends, go on trips with my mom. That's that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. So where was the last place you went? Was it Egypt? Um, yeah, so just in February, we went to Egypt and Bahrain. Um, most people have never heard of Bahrain. It's a little tiny country. Um, just above Qatar in the Middle East. There's a bridge oh, yeah, to Saudi okay. Arabia. Uh, it's kind of where the Saudis go and uh, vacation because you can go to movie theaters, you can drink, you can eat, you can have a pretty good life over there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's sweet. Okay, so, um, like, where how did you start in Cairo? But first, like, what's your sports background? Like, did you have a sports background and then you transition into Cairo? Or were you, like, totally doing something else and then you were like, oh, this interests me? Like, how would you get into it? Um, so I grew up in super small town, Saskatchewan. So I'm talking 250 people in my town. Uh, graduated Jeez. with a high school class of 11. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a class. Um, I, you know, I was always into sports. I, growing up in a small town, you play every sport, whatever sports in season, that's what you're playing. So in, you know, in the fall, 
Uh, if you're playing volleyball through the winter, you're playing badminton, you're doing track in the spring, you're doing uh, softball spring and those kinds of things. So I just kind of grew up going with the flow and doing everything, which I How's think- track How's track in Saskatchewan? How's track in Saskatchewan? track in Saskatchewan? That's what I need to know. Uh, you can look up the stats. <laughs> But basically, when I was uh, 12, 13, uh, one of my coaches, I remember actually going, graduating high school and going into university and then wanting to go into chiropractic. And that was probably the first time I had heard of chiropractic and kind of just looked into it, just kind of followed his journey. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. So mm -hmm. by the time I was by the time I was 14, I was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. So for more than half my life now, I've wanted to be a chiropractor. I am a chiropractor. Um, I graduated high school when I was 16 years old. Uh, first... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even that. know that. I got, yeah, so I, I, I'm sure I'm gonna learn a lot. I'm gonna learn a lot today, so it's good. Yeah, so I graduated. I actually um planned to go. I mean, I had a love for traveling from a young age, so I planned to go on a year exchange um for my grade 12 year. So my mom was a teacher. She helped me basically get my grade 11 English and math and sciences, so I could go from grade 10 to grade 12. And mm. so I just skipped grade 11. Um graduating kind of at an earlier time just knowing that I could maybe go on an exchange for a year and my cousin did the same and she actually just kind of had a not a great experience so I decided to go just on a short-term one so I actually lived in Switzerland the high um the the summer after my high school year um and yeah that's kind of how I ended up graduating early I went straight into kinesiology did my kin degree at U of S um mm -hmm. and that with the intention to go to Cairo school so I was just kind of on that pathway. So I finished my kindergarten when I was 20 um, and then headed down to SoCal. Is that where you did your Cairo? Yeah. Yeah. Old so, school. I mean, what, uh, Los, uh, it's Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, but it's under the umbrella of Southern California University of Health Sciences. Uh, so my buddy, my buddy went to, uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's some famous chiropractic school in San Francisco. I swear if you say it, I'll get it. I don't know. But um, uh, uh, life, life last. No, it is Paul, Palmer. Palmer, there you go. Yeah, yeah so you Palmer, went to Palmer. Yeah, Palmer's just south of uh, the Bay Area there. It's in um, San Jose. Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he lived in San Francisco, and then he was going to school back and forth there. Um, that's like one of the famous ones that I've been, that he, that I know of. I don't know of many famous chiropractic schools. But um, other than your degree. Yeah, why it's famous? Why? Oh, yeah, because the guy oh. invented it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. D.D. Palmer is the inventor of chiropractic. The main school is in um, Iowa, Davenport, Iowa, and then they opened a, a sister school in uh, the Bay Area. Uh, so there's so only two. That's, that's kind of why it's known. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it's named after the guy invented it. Yeah. So what, okay. On that, um, what's the, um, the backstory? Isn't there like a story where like, he's like a, a swindler or a fucking like, I heard like, a, I heard a backstory on this Palmer guy that he was like, he was a chiropractor and he invented it, but he was also like, um, I don't know what the word is. What's the word? Like, where you rip people off. I don't know if that's true, but like. Oh, apparently. I've never heard that. You never, oh, you gotta agree with that. You gotta agree with that. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. Um, yeah, I mean, the first chiropractic adjustment was with Dee Palmer and he fixed Harvey Lillard, the janitor in, in the building, and he actually did it and restored his hearing. So it actually had nothing to do with pain, <laughs> pain or injury or anything. So this um we've you know mo moved toward the mechanical and back pain and neck pain and stuff but the the history and philosophy of chiropractic comes down to brain body connection when around was around what time was that oh you're testing me all uh, right early, early <laughs> like, 1900s yeah like okay there you <laughs> I go i think okay. we celebrated our uh, 
I don't know, 123rd or 124th year of chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. So you um like to travel for, like you like to do courses while you're traveling. So like where have you done courses and like what difference have you seen between like North American chiropractic technique and like anywhere else that you've learned? Like anything that noticeable that you were like, oh, wow, like we don't even touch that in North America. Um, I mean, I think we're pretty inclusive in terms of chiropractic, like, we're uh, pretty advanced in North America compared to the rest of the world. Oh, yeah, um, okay. If you look at, you know, chiropractic in the UK, osteopathic is actually more prominent than Cairo is. Um, and, but, you know, chiropractic is exploding in Europe and it is in South America and so and so. But all the major schools are in North America. So, you know, when I moved to Vancouver, I started, you know, I did most of my continuing education locally. One, financially, I needed to. And two, um, it just made more sense to network with people and get to know people here in Vancouver Definitely. and so on. And then I decided, like, hey, let's see what else is out there. So I've gone to some pretty cool conferences um, I mean, I do my active release. We're required to keep up with it once a year. So I'll typically go and do it in Europe just because you get to learn from not only Kairos, but you see a more integrative approach with osteopathic, with personal trainers, with um, their massage therapists, with their body workers and so on. So you're not just in this like chiropractic world only if you want to i mean there's tons of Cairo conferences i go to too that are specifically for Cairo. but when you can go learn and i went to um australia for a course last year um and you just can learn different things from different people around the world from different backgrounds and different uh cultures and such like that so Definitely. i think it's pretty cool yeah no yeah. it is um if off the top of your head could you think of like one thing that you went and learned like overseas that you were like wow like that's amazing like i'm gonna use that when i practice every day or like often like what's one thing that you learned over there that you're like wow mm. um you know what i did a really cool conference last year that i was actually hoping to go to this year and it was it wasn't a Cairo conference it was called isokinetic and so they're a rehab focused um company let's call it but they held this conference of like where there was people from over 90 countries and they did it um in at Camp Nou in uh, Barcelona and mm. so it was just huge venue and they had just you know they had surgeons and they had chiros and they had physios and they had strength and conditioning coaches and I think that was the coolest to see how far um surgically they're ahead of us because Definitely. not that that's what I do but it, I learned a lot in terms of you know what they do with hernia surgeries was so different we're so behind in terms of that um and, you know, we're here in Canada, we're still using the mesh in the abdomen and they're, they're like actually going in and intricately stitching the, the tissue back together. So I learned some cool surgical stuff and rehab stuff there. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was hoping to go back to that this year because it was actually, well, it's probably canceled now, but it is supposed to be in Lyon, France. And they just pick cool venues you meet, you see just in the expo areas, you know, the hyperbaric oxygen chambers, the VO2 maxes, the, you know, the uh, just different testing stuff that we don't really get access to, even though I know we have it, but it's, it's hard. We don't to have get. it that like in Canada, it feels yeah. like we don't have, it's not as prevalent here. Yeah, exactly. Like when I did my kin degree, we got access to that stuff. But if you're the general population and you're just like into fitness and exercise and you want to test your VO2 max, you can't just go do that. Yeah, right. It's you know? very tough. Yeah. Even like people even have a hard time, like really getting a, an accurate number for their body fat. Like they think that mm -hmm. standing on the scale, they get it, but if they really don't, yeah. and like even yeah, from the fat and stuff like that, they say it's accurate, but like there's some really stringent tests that I know that are out there that really yeah. isn't available to the general public, which sucks because I feel yeah. like, like even like stuff like um, uh, float tanks and like uh, yeah. cryo, like that stuff is so amazing. And I feel like so many more people yeah. will do it. It's kind of sort of similar to like meditation. like 
more people yeah. are getting into it. So I feel like they get into that. A lot of people yeah, like the, it a lot more. Yeah, the accessibility is just not there and what, what it could be. And you learn about all those things there. And you know what? They actually actually talked about in, a ton of injection therapies, which we're still in the base or in the kind of um, entry-level injection, regenerative medicine therapies in mm. terms of prolotherapy and PRP. But, you know, you look in, in Europe and what they're doing and they have totally different uh, technologies and stem cells and stuff that's just not approved for us to do in Canada. That's, so, that, that's actually one question that I wanted to ask you about if you, like, have any knowledge of it. Like, because obviously I listen to a bunch of podcasts and, like, Joe Rogan's a big one. And he's always yeah. talking about getting stem cells done at his shoulder. So, like, yeah. what is it? And, like, what does it help do? Like, if someone was to get one today, what would it do for them? Well, that's not, yeah, I, I don't think I could go there in detail. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. See, like, I was always wondering, because he's like, he would have like a rotator cuff, and then they shoot stem cells into it. And then apparently, it'd be like, a lot stronger than if you were just to do like, even to get surgery or to do like, just regular rehab. The stem yeah. cells kind of like rebuild the tissue and do like stuff that's yeah, I mean, they're, my head. they're doing it from um, like there's the placental and then there's the one that's made in the lab. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like if you're looking at the tiers, you would start with prolotherapy, which is just your procaine and dextrose, right? Oh, that's and right. If, yeah, that yeah. Does, if that failed, then you would look into PRP, which is your platelet rich plasma. And if that failed, then you'd be looking into stem cell. And then you'd have to like weigh your options of which direction you want to go with stem cells. And, you know, they're taking all sorts of different tissues and, and uh, making these stem cells. But I, I think it's so far away from being approved in Canada in all honesty. And I mean, I have no experience in terms of getting that. I've had prolo, I've had PRP, but I've never gone as far as stem cell. I've never needed to go as far as stem cell. So I think the cost of it is is uh, substantial. Like if you're getting some Definitely. stem cells in their shoulder, it's going to be $5,000 a treatment, sure. right? And For most sure. people aren't going to be able to afford that yeah definitely when do you <laughs> yeah. think it's gonna when do you think it's gonna be like more relevant or more pronounced in canada as it is other places like timeline wise you think in like the next five years ten years ten years ten years away that's oh, yeah. crazy see because I, I feel like i hear about it all the time but in terms of seeing it or knowing people who do it it's just not yeah. done in canada yeah like i mean you can get it done right across the border but yeah it's, it's all I about I don't the money. Think it'll be up here in terms of too soon yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you do a lot of obviously... put... Sorry, go ahead. Put training. They have to put training um print training in place for who's going to do it is it going to be our orthos is it going to be our naturopaths is it going to be who's going to do it right? Um as chiros in BC we're not allowed to puncture the skin even though we know our anatomy um excellently. So yeah. <laughs> it'd be nice to see just basic needling in our uh, in our scope of practice and that and we've been working on that for years and I've been practicing eight years now and I've been waiting for that so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, things don't move as fast as we'd no, like. things take forever so you do a lot of like research and obviously a lot of uh, courses but uh, I know you do a little bit of teaching so talk to us about like the teaching that you do like where do you teach where do you help yeah, so uh, when I first started practicing, I actually got in contact with one of our new RMT schools that came about in 2012, uh, VCC here in Burnaby. Uh, mm -hmm. So right by Metrotown there. So I actually taught their MSAC, musculoskeletal anatomy and kinesiology for about six years. And then, um, you know, we were on an 11 week cycle, 11 <coughs> weeks on, one week off, et cetera. And so um, after teaching the same class about 17, 18 times, I was like, okay, I know this stuff pretty good. I'm going to move on. Um, but for about the last five, six years, I've also been teaching for Boucher Institute of Naturopathic Medicine. So mm -hmm. I teach to naturopaths, basically NDs in BC can do manipulation in their scope of practice. So they can adjust full spine um, and some extremities too. So we actually teach four manipulation courses at oh, Boucher nice. in their third and fourth year. Um, 
you know, I'd say maybe 10, 15% come out um, and do that in practice. Most don't focus on the physical medicine aspect of practice, I would say, but um, they're all trained in it. So they could perform it if they needed to. Definitely. Do you do that year round? Yeah, so I teach manipulation three, and I've recently transitioned to manipulation four. Um, so I usually teach semester on, semester off, semester on, summer off kind of thing. So I try and teach about six, seven months of the year. Thank you. Okay, that's sweet. Yeah. So, so um, for the rest of the year. Okay, so I was going to ask you back uh, when you mentioned your partner, was it Courtney? Yeah, Dr. Courtney. So how did you guys become like, like know each other and how you guys ended up becoming partners in Aurora? You know what, so in my last year of chiro school, so when I moved to California, I moved to California for chiro school being like, if I'm going to move somewhere far away, I'm going to move somewhere where I might stay. Um, my school also had an excellent sports medicine program. They had a master's of uh, acupuncture and oriental medicine, which I was potentially toying with at the time when I went down there. So I moved down there with the intention to probably never come back to Canada. Um, in my last year, I was just kind of, you know, I, I was interning at different clinics. And I was driving all over the place and I just kind of got to see the true LA traffic. Yeah. Um, and then also just American healthcare. I mean, I think being in Canada and, and, you know, having extended health and having just more uh, freedom with our healthcare, in my opinion, um, was enticing. So I actually came up here for a seminar in my last year, in my last like three months of school. And I'd been to Vancouver before, but not for any length of time. And I decided I went back to LA that week and I said, told my friends I'm moving to Vancouver <laughs> after graduation in December. So I moved up here kind of on a whim, but in those like three months before I moved here, that's when I was, you know, finishing up my boards and um, deciding kind of like how I wanted to practice and where I wanted to practice and kind of just started doing some research. And I came across um, my business partner now, Dr. Courtney and Dr. Haley, who were actually opening a clinic. So I flew up here one more time in December met with them, loved them right off the bat. And I actually associated with them first. So they brought me in on a, as an associate and then we just transi transitioned from there. So my first two years, I was just kind of like hustling. I was going to town. I was trying to build my business as best as I could. And I kind of thought like, if I don't have an opportunity within my first two, three years, I'm probably going to go off on my own and open my own clinic. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, literally before I even had time to think about it around the two-year mark, uh, Dr. Haley came to me and said, hey, we want you to buy into the clinic. You're doing so well. So they we started on a profit sharing agreement for one year. And then, uh, you know, 365 days later, that's when I bought into the clinic. Definitely. So we were actually a triplet for, you know, for almost five years. And then just last year, me and Courtney bought Haley out because she decided to move to Kelowna to start a practice. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah so so how, how's been... it been? How's it been just you two? Like, how's the transition from three people to two people? Is it a lot more work? Is it not as much as you thought? Um, it's a bit more work for sure. Um, obviously we're taking on the duties of one extra person, but th this last year has been actually phenomenal. We hired an office manager, so she's able to help us and do a lot of, um, those tasks that we don't necessarily want to do in terms of, you know, balancing the books and exactly. That kind of exactly. Stuff. No, that's what you gotta uh, do. The stuff you don't yeah, want to do, take... you gotta hire someone for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we take care of all the, like, you know, the front end in terms of like hiring and staffing and, yada yada and but she does so much for us now so it's it's been it's been an awesome transition for that definitely so what is your day-to-day -day like now like with covid and being at home like what are you doing <laughs> what am i doing um yeah so basically waking up like i said without an alarm this is i haven't set an alarm in five weeks now um our clinic has been closed yeah almost five weeks so we closed on March 17th. Um, waking up, first thing I do every morning is work out, just like I would at normally 5 or 6 a.m., but mm -hmm. a few hours later. 
Um, and then I'm usually going into the clinic. So I'm going into the clinic, I'm doing supplement ship outs. Our NDs are still has have all transitioned to telemedicine. So they're lucky to be able to do that. Um, so I'm kind of going into the clinic every day, just making sure everything's smooth on the front end there. Um, and then I'm seeing the odd acute patient right now. So just kind of filling my days in some way, shape and form. All right, just hustling. You got to find something to do during this time. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about all I have to ask for today. The last thing I wanted to ask was um, obviously health and not like we see a lot of new trainers coming along, like personal trainers. A lot of people are trying to do that, like because they yeah. exercise. Now they want to yeah. show other people how to exercise. And a lot of people are becoming physios and a lot of people are becoming NDs and chiros because they feel yeah. like the health industry, I don't know if it's the the money or because they actually are passionate about it. Regardless, it's getting saturated now. Yeah. Um, what would you, like, what's your advice, especially now that we're in COVID, what's your like do's and don'ts that you would give to someone who's aspiring to be a chiropractor who looks at you and says, oh, I would love to own a chiropractic clinic or be a partner in one, like one day what would you tell them do's and don'ts in terms of oh just don't waste your time doing this etc etc Ooh, tricky um so i mean it depends on what phase you are and i mean i love the chiropractic profession i love the integrative model i love uh our nds physios everyone we work with our rmts they're fantastic so i mean they're all great professions i think that they're always going to be in need and the number one thing i say to people about chiropractic is there's no one out there that shouldn't be getting chiropractic care right like whether you're a baby you're a 99 year old um it does, or anyone in between it doesn't matter there's uh, we can help you in any way shape and form and i think that's true for fitness for massage for naturopathic like it's all a lifestyle medicine right or a lifestyle sure. lifestyle so i think there's huge potential and i mean people are becoming more educated the more they see um they want to be able to implement those things into their life and i mean with the covid stuff it comes down to your your overall health right and i mean at the end of the day we shouldn't be as worried as we are because if we trust our bodies potential um we will we'll fight it and we'll beat it and that kind of thing so i mean i think if you're in the phase of already training and um becoming whichever respective profession you want to i think establishing an online presence you need to be doing that if you're not online you're basically going to be invisible right so if you are you know uh even a first or second year grad starting to practice in whichever professions those are you still need to be visible because you need to remember that you're there for, or people need to remember that they're that you're there for them um, and as soon as things do go back to normal that um they'll be the first people coming to you right um yeah i think do's and don'ts i need do's, do's and don'ts, and don'ts. Like, hey i took this course it was a it was trash like i need honesty here just like don't do this and make sure you do this because this literally i use every single day one and one give me one don't and one do for cairo for Kairos. I want to be a chiropractor, Amber. What? Tell me, give me one thing I should do and one thing not to waste my time on. Um, one thing to do is obviously get good at manipulation. Get good at your skill. Like hone in on your skill from day one. You need to be practicing. You need to be, even if you're not practicing right now, if you have a spouse or partner or someone, you can be practicing on every single day. I adjusted Drew for the last 30 days. His um, <laughs> back's like, probably know, perfectly in line every single back's day. His back's in really good alignment right now. <laughs> um don't i mean there i mean there's a lot of don'ts um i think don't listen to other people in terms of how they built your built their practice you need to find what's right with you so there's so many um words of wisdom that 
you need a mentorship, don't get me wrong, um, but you need to find what sits well for you. So if you find that niche or you find that way that you think you can educate your people, follow, follow your intuition is really Definitely. what it comes down to. Yeah, don't, don't try and be someone else. Try and do, do you. What you're comfortable with, I got you. What you're comfortable with, yeah. Exactly. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. I know I've been trying to no get problem. you on for a little bit, you know. I was, I was <laughs> harassing Adam, so I got Adam and I got you. Got a couple more people I got to do, though. Cool. Thank you so much. Have a great no day. Problem. Bye. Bye.